God, how sweet it is. Welcome to another edition of the Walkway to Fight Club. I am Steven Mielhausen, U.S. content editor from DAZN News. It is Thursday, February the 24th, 2022. Before we get into it with our guests, I just want to thank everyone. Man, I was just looking at the numbers yesterday. You guys keep listening. <laughs> it is fantastic. I'm, I'm just, re- it's really overwhelming in a great way because, you know, when I brought this back, I wasn't sure, but I know when you do it and you do it right, the people will listen and the people are listening. Everyone that listened to the last episode, you know, that we had about Cody Rhodes, God, you guys knocked it out. One of the top podcasts on iTunes, and God, it just blew my mind away. So I want to thank you guys so much for that. It's It really is appreciated. It's one of the top podcasts in the world. So that, just this little old engine that could, <laughs> with no promotional backing whatsoever beyond myself and Daryl Rivera. It does mean a lot. So thank you to everyone so much. We're among the top podcasts in South Africa, France, Germany. We keep going. We keep chugging along. And that just means a ton. So from the bottom of bottom of my heart, thank you. It's going to continue. We're having a ton of fun. And I had a ton of fun in this podcast, but well, before we get into that, it's easy. Now you're wondering, Steve, how do we listen? It's simple. Very, very simple. All you got to do is have a podcast player on your phone, or if you like listening on the computer, or if you want to watch on TV, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, those Stitcher iHeart, um, Odyssey, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to a podcast, just type in Walkway to Fight Club, and bam, we got them all. Canelo Alvarez, Paul Heyman, Israel Adesanya. Wait till the one we have. I have next week for you guys. Ooh, it's a doozy. You know, Bill Goldberg, just to name a few. The one today I'm really proud of because it really hit home to me. And it is with UFC headliner Bobby Green. Is he is in the main event this coming Saturday on ESPN Plus against the machine known as Islam Makachev at a catchweight bout of 160 pounds. We go all over the place. You know, we talk about his chains to White so- the White Chicago White Sox. Then a really deep conversation about his kids, his upbringing. It, man, it, as a father of two, it really just blew me away. I hope it blows you guys as well blows your mind away as well and it's easy download subscribe rate and review keep doing what you guys are doing because you're kicking ass you're taking names making me look like 
a million bucks, even though most days I don't feel like it. Enough of me. Let's get to this very amazing conversation that I had with the one and only King, Bobby Green. One of the premier names in the lightweight division. He does return coming up on Saturday night from the Apex, Las Vegas, Nevada, UFC fight night. Finishing off with Islam Makachev, King, Bobby Green. And first of all, my friend, those chains are probably worth more than anything in my office. <laughs> Appreciate you, big dog. You know, I work hard for everything I get. How much are those worth? Because I'm going to go with the guess. I'm going to go about 150K minimum. Holy shit. Minimal. Uh, I like to keep all that discreet. I don't want to let nobody know my business. Don't let nobody know your business. Smart man. You're a very smart man, my friend. And did you ever think you'd be fighting two weeks after your last fight? No, sir. No, I didn't. I didn't at all. I didn't. I just thought I was on vacation. I was ready to go live life a little bit, go see my kids. You know, enjoy life just a little bit, and my girl's gonna have surgery, and then I got another call. Where were you, where was vacation? Vacation? No, and I don't mean like literally going somewhere. I just meaning just okay. getting a, a breather away from MMA. You know. So what do you eat? I heard you gain a lot of weight because you 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 do what a lot of fighters do. They they go eat, they splurge. As yes, exactly. I think girls deserve. What were you? What yeah. was the last meal you had before you got the call? Oh, you can eat sushi. Oh. Yeah, so I went to town. There was it's all you can eat. I'm gonna definitely get my money's worth. Now, do you have a? Was it like a sushi buffet? Yes, it's all you can eat. Oh my goodness! As much as you can put in, as much as you can take with you. Oh, man, do you have a personal type of sushi, or you you don't discriminate whatsoever? Uh, I like it all, you know, but I, I'm really like a spicy tuna. Like, I like a lot of spicy stuff. I'm living with Mexican people. I'm into, like, a bunch of spicy stuff. So I like spicy tuna. I'm into salmon. I like eel. I like octopus. Never tried the octopus. The eel is amazing, though. Yeah, yeah. Octopus got this little chewiness to it, but, man, it, it gets you up. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, my friend. I know. Yes, I know. So you, I, I take it then you go with the ladies when you eat, the, when you eat the sushi. Well, uh, for the most point, you know, but I got homies too that they want to eat. Hey, there you go. And was there any hesitation at all? Because I know some guys, girls will have a little bit of hesitancy coming off such a quick after after they just fought was there any hesitation in your mind was it like i need more money i need more of this or was it just let's go sign me up and tell me when to be there um i just figured it like this if they were calling me who just got out of a fight they probably called a bunch of other people before me and their show probably wouldn't have happened if i wouldn't have done it because nobody else was gonna sign up for that type of deal yeah. so yeah, uh, there was no hesitation. I just, the only problem was that I had my girl's surgery. She was having knee surgery. And so it made it hard for me is that I was just supposed to be there for her surgery. She was there for mine. And here it is now. I can't be there for 
Now, was this wife, fiance, girlfriend? Girlfriend. Nice. Now, did she get mad? Was she mad at you, or was she, or was she one of those good ones that understands, like, honey, you got to go do your thing, make some money? Yeah, she 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 was a very understanding. You know, she knows what uh, I've always told her: work comes first. You know, um, and, and providing for my kids is the first thing that I that I'm interested in, and everything else is just second. And I'm sorry about that, but as a man, I'm supposed to work and provide. How many kids do you have? I have three, one black, one white, one Mexican. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that, man. It's right. fucking crazy being in three different places. <laughs> it is work. It is work, bro. You know, I'm never right. I never, like, I'm buying, not buying enough for this kid as I bought for this kid, you know? Man, it, how do you balance that? How do I balance it? I'm getting better at it over the years, you know. Um, my kids are getting a little bit older. Like my 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 youngest is is six. Okay. And so we're getting to the point where I'm getting a little better at it. First, it was driving me nuts, you know, like women pulling on you all these different ways and and what you're not doing right and wrong. But now I'm so much better at it. Um, so it's, it's balanced out now. What do the kids think of dad fighting? What do the kids think of dad? But dad's fighting. Um, they weren't paying attention, you know, just, I felt like these new fans, like they weren't paying attention at first, but now it's become a thing where they're like, Hey, I saw your fight daddy and you were doing this and you were doing this. I'm like, Whoa, they're paying attention. You know, did they watch, did they watch UFC 271? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is that, what, is that, yeah. is that when they get the, you get the calls and you get the pictures and they're proud of you and everything? Yeah, they're proud of me, you know. Um, I think they're more so worried about spending time with me, you know. That's the only issue is that when I take on these five-week camps, I haven't seen my kids in five weeks. Oh, wow. And then next year now, because uh, the last one was short notice. It was five weeks. And so I haven't seen my kids in five weeks. And then I'm like, hey, well, daddy's coming home. You know, daddy's coming home. It's time to go play. It's time to go have a good time. And then I get another call, and I'm like, oh, well, daddy actually has to go back to work. How does that make you feel when you, because I'm a father of two, you know, and I travel quite often too, and it gets me bummed out when I leave, whether it's for four or five days at a time. And you leave a lot longer, five weeks, you haven't seen them. How does that play with your mind? And how does it, and how does it keep you focused, if it does at all? Um, to me, it's a bit of a distraction, you know, um, because they're young and they don't understand, you know. All they understand is daddy's not here, you know daddy's somewhere else daddy's not here and so it plays on my heart you know but I think over time that they already recognize what I've always told them that we have to make sacrifices you know for what it is that we want do you you know because I know one of the things I do and I don't know if you do this and I'm going to ask you you know I try to talk to them every day whether it's FaceTime Snapchat video However, you know, whatever works best for that day is that you try to do that same things. I know training is a grind. You're training and you're rehydrating and you're making sure you're eating right and everything and so on and so forth. You try to yeah. talk to them all every day. Yes, but um, even that can be an issue, you know, um, time confliction. Like, yeah. for instance, my daughter who lives with me doesn't see me often and she lives with me. Imagine someone who doesn't, you know. Um, so, like, for instance, I have to maybe try to fit it in, but the kids get up and they have to go to school at seven, right? Yeah. So I'm sleeping. 
and then I have to be at training at 10. I end around maybe 12, one. Sometimes uh, I have to go two or three practices. And so maybe uh, they're not getting out there in the after school work program, blah, blah, blah. They won't get out to like four, five, you know? Wow, okay. Well, when I finish training and everything and I've had a meal, it's around three, four, maybe a four, you know, three, and I'm falling asleep. So I'm sleeping through the time that they got home. And then it's like, all right, I'm up by seven to get to practice by eight. And I'll see my daughter and say hello, you know, kiss her and blah, blah, blah. But I, um, maybe I'm trying to tell that one and they're in dinner or they're doing blah, 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 you know? And so then from there, I go to practice. I don't get back till 10, 1030. Their sleep is really hard. Like we just miss each other, you know? Is it the hardest thing about this profession is, is what you're just talking about right now, not being able to spend that quality time that you would like to with your kids? There's a lot of things that's hard about this profession, sir. A lot of things that are hard about this profession. I don't know if it's the hardest because you have to understand, I've been in foster care since I was four years old. I never had a mom. I never had a dad. My dad gave, uh, was in prison most of my life. Uh, my mom was on drugs and gave us away. And so when you don't have those things, you kind of don't know. Like, I don't have attachment issues, yeah. you know? Like, I miss my mom. I miss my dad. And I never had those. And so sometimes I I even suffer with connections, like, with my kids. Like, I don't understand how they miss me because I never had that feeling, you know? And they're feeling these things that I never had to feel because I had to get used to not having them. What do they say to you? Like, like, what do you, what do they say to you when you, they tell you, daddy, I love you, daddy, I miss you. Is that where you found that attachment or they started when they found, when they started saying that to you, you felt that attachment to them like that. Attachment to them. Yeah. Like you said, you didn't feel that attachment, you know, because you weren't used to something like that and people saying that to you. Yeah. 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 Um, it's all new and it's, it's, it's strange. And I'm trying to learn every day, you know, brother, I'm trying to be the best father I can and deal with the chips I was dealt. Um, so yes, I start to realize like, oh, he's having a t- uh, attachment with me, you know, and it's very hard. So I'm still learning and doing the best I can. You know, you look at, it's hard to transition going from that deep conversation coming into the fight. And why were you the one? I know some people that were offered this fight and they turned it down like with didn't even hesitate and you were just like sign me up. Why are people so afraid of this guy? Um, I was the one because Israel, uh, everybody who doesn't want to take this risk, nobody wants to risk getting beat um, with the guy who's on a terror, um, short notice and no preparation. It's just a shit show, you know, for the for the average person. And so it's really dope that nobody else wants to step up. So let me show you how I do it. You know what's really dope right now is the fact that you busted out that White Sox hat, my friend. Yes, I saw you over there. I was like, bro, let me bring mine out. There we go, I don't, my I, man. I, I don't want to offend you. Oh, there, oh, there yep. Mr. Green. We got a we got a World Series thing over there. We got a little sign right there. This is a this is a White Sox house because I'm based out of Chicago, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I want you to understand this, though. No offense, okay? It's not that I'm not a fan or anything like that. Okay. But for me, I rock sock hats because why? I sock guys in the face. 
<laughs> so I got nothing but socks hats all in my house. A whole bunch of socks hats. I love hey, anyway, and we make good hats. They make good, they have good apparel. I mean, you can't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A couple more questions, Bobby. Thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated. And I feel like watching his last couple fights, watching your most recent fight, you've won five or seven. He's won nine in a row. And it feels like your style is perfect for, for this fight because no, no one's willing to stand there with him. They're so afraid of the takedown where you just keep throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing. Do you feel like that's going to be the best way to win? Do you feel like you're going to have to try to get a takedown here? You're going to have to stuff a lot of takedowns here. What do you feel is going to be the biggest recipe on a path to victory? Um, shutting the takedown down, you know, stopping the takedown and, and making them pay for it. You know, catching him when he shoots in, catching him with knees and, and, and making it hard for him to get comfortable with what he wants to do. Do you understand the hype around him or no? Or do you, is it one of those where you just, you don't really? No, I'm, I'm very aware. I'm very aware of, of the hype, you know? That's why nobody else wanted to take it. And so to some people, I may look like crazy. It's like, why would you do that? But I'm a crazy motherfucker. You are a crazy motherfucker. You're just gonna, you're gonna jump right into the lines then. And, but what does a win do for you here? Everyone's talking about what a win does for him. What does a win do for you? Um, a win done for me puts me closer to the title, which I really don't care about. But a win for me gets me more paid. That's about it. Gets me paid. Why don't you care about the title? Um, it's a lot that comes with it, you know. When you got the title, uh, like, for instance, there's so many. If I had the title, I couldn't jump in there. You know what I mean? I couldn't jump in on a week's notice. They were like, no. They wouldn't even call the guy with the title to jump in for the fight, you know? So, to me, it's like uh, the money I can make, you know? I feel like some people may get put on a certain schedule. We need six, eight months to promote you, for, to promote the fight, you know? Me, I'm just popping them out, popping them out, popping them out. You know, I've done, I think this, this is the third fight in, in four months or some shit like that, you know? And so just being that active and you can stay in front of the people's face, you know? He says you're, I watched, I saw a couple articles and I watched a little bit of his video from the media, his media day today. He says you took the fight because you're fighting for the money. Is that accurate or no? Oh, I'm always fighting for the money. That's what we're, that's what this is like. Of course, it's always about the money. You know, but um, it's also so I can get in there and test him out a little bit. I want to feel what everybody's been so scared of. Let me feel what let me feel what this feels like. You know, what have you and your team? I don't know if you guys had much time to look at tape or no. Yeah, yeah, we looked at his film. We watched this film, and and we're working on what he does. You know, he likes this. He likes that. You know, you look at you talked about pay a little bit, and that's been a hot button issue as of late and what do you make of this the new found talk of fighter pay this has been going on for years and now it's finally becoming a conversation what do you make of all the chatter about fighter pay in the ufc um uh, there's so many ways and so many things to talk about like uh, and when you just say it in such a general basis it could be are you talking about the little guys you're talking about the big guys you're talking about uh, like sometimes I feel like fighters are not going to come together and, and come on the same page. You know, it's just, it's so much to speak about. Like, uh, 
it boils down sometimes to activity. Some guys aren't active, you know. Um, sometimes our company is is paying is losing money on some guys, you know. And so, yeah, you want to get paid more, but you're not a draw, you know. You like what's for what you're pulling in. Mm-hmm. You if you really broke the numbers on you, maybe you're not you're not pulling that money, you know. Do you feel the UFC will know their worth with you after this fight? I hope so. I'm on my last fight of my contract, so we're going to find out where my worth is at. Did you try to leverage them into a new deal for taking this fight or no? Since it is the last fight, since you just said it was the last fight on your deal. No, no, I didn't leverage them. I'm just going at it as a go at it. That's it. Where do you want to be? Say you win. What do you want to do? Like what, where do you, is it, do you want to fight in the UFC? Do you, is this where you want to stay? Or are you willing, like you said, wherever the money is, is where I'll go? Um, I would want to stay with the UFC just because they've been loyal to me. They've taken care of me throughout the years. You know, I definitely believe in loyalty. That's really big for me. Just staying with, staying the person you are and, and staying true to the people that you have around you. So I like to stay with the company and be able to work with them. As long as everything's right and, and the money's right, you know. How much? And I, I want to ask you this earlier. How much did you weigh when they gave you the call? Um, they called me. I was about one ninety five. You gained that much weight that quickly? God, wow. Yeah, I was shocked myself, bro. But listen, I was one hundred and seventy five oh. the night of the fight. Get out. Yeah. So imagine you oh gave me a five more days to just pig out, <laughs> mm, bro. I went you in. Taking the fight at some reason, you wasn't some taking reason, the fight. Like your body doesn't. Uh, right now, your body's like you've been doing all this craziness to me. You haven't given me anything like this. I haven't had a carb in in five weeks, and then all of a sudden, now you want to give me carbs overloaded with this and that. You know, it's like it, your body blows up. I heard you've cut between thirty and thirty-five pounds already. I saw little. I saw just a quote. I didn't watch yeah, it. twenty to twenty-five. Yeah. How are you feeling? You feel okay? Yeah, I'm great. I'm great, sir. I hope so. That's a lot of weight. Yeah, I've been getting a little moody, you know, getting a little bit agitated, and people want to keep taking cameras in my face. Now I got a bunch of interviews. So, And that's another new experience is having so many interviews, you know. There's so many. I think I did probably 20, 25 interviews at least, you know. But the same people asking the same things. Well, hopefully I'm not asking you the same questions. Um. Sort of, but not really. Sort of, but this, it's a different. It's a different feel. You know, I like you a little, a little bit more. Two more questions, Bobby. Thank you so much for the time today. It's greatly appreciated, and thank you for the kind words on it. Because I know a lot of reporters do ask a lot of the same questions, and mm-hmm. I'll say this: when we're celebrating Black History Month, and we're doing a, you know, we ask a lot of the African American fighters, we ask them a question or two about Black History Month, and what does Black History Month mean to you? It's a, a time to celebrate with my people, you know, to uh, let them, uh, to be an example to my people and let them know that we are strong people and we can do whatever we put our minds to. We take over every sport that we get in, you know? Um, and so here's just another another month for us to celebrate our independence, you know, um, and, and also honor our, our ancestors. What is the most difficult thing about being a black fighter in the UFC? Oh, sheesh. Sheesh, you are going in. (laughs) 
<laughs> I am a journalist, Mr. Green. I have to ask some questions. I can't ask you just I saw so I, I don't want to ask you cookie cutter questions, my friend. Yeah, nobody asked me that one. No one asked me that one. I feel I feel for me, it was being misunderstood, you know. A lot of these years I felt misunderstood. And people call me cocky, people call me arrogant, people call me uh big mouth or, or blah blah blah. So just being misunderstood, you know, um, just really trying to put out, I always try to put a good message out and put a good person out. But at the same time, we're talking about the business of fighting. We're talking about two tough guys. I got to get in there and show toughness. But when I show my toughness, it's a little bit too much. You know, people are like, oh, he's too much. He's too cocky. He's too, you know, he talks too much or he does this. So for me, being the hardest part is just being, as a black man is probably being misunderstood, being misjudged. And we'll end with this. When you're sleeping at night and thinking about this fight, how do you beat Islam Makhachev? How do I beat Islam? How do you Stay win? more good than him. Um, avoid his takedowns. Shut him down. Just doing more stuff than, than he would do for me. That's it. Just stand more busy. Bobby, this is the first time we've traded. This has definitely been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time today. It really does mean a lot. It is greatly appreciated. Sock Islam Makhachev. Sock his face. <laughs> <laughs> Bring home that victory. And you know, the next time we talk, we're going to be talking about our first place Chicago White Sox. Yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can, I can get some more, sock, some more sock gear from you guys. Yes, sir. And you got to get to Chicago. They got to have you fight in Chicago when you guys come sometime this year. That'd be sick. That'd be dope. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Best of luck on Saturday. Appreciate you. Peace. You too. Thank you. A massive thank you to Bobby Green. Looking forward to his first ever UFC main event coming up on Saturday. UFC fight night from the Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. You can watch it on ESPN+. Plus. I have the weekend off. This is going to be fun. I get to watch fights and I don't have to be at my computer. Even though my wife's not going to be off. That's pretty shitty. Her fault. Not mine. I don't accept any and I mean any of that responsibility. But also thank you to the Ultimate Fighting Championship for securing that interview with Bobby Green. I'm really short notice that meant a lot. It is greatly appreciated. But that story just with his parents, his dad going to prison for most of his life, and... His mother being hooked on drugs and putting him into a foster care and not having that, knowing what love is. And then when he hear, hears his three kids say it, he doesn't have that. He didn't have that attachment. He didn't get it. He didn't get why they were loving him the way a kid loves their parents. And, you know, I got two boys and them saying they love me is the greatest thing in the world. That's the reason you become a dad. So that really just tug on my heartstrings big time as a father. So a huge, huge thank you to Bobby Green. It just meant, meant, meant so much. He's a prize fighter. I have no problem with that. These guys and girls fight for money. They fight to provide for their family. It isn't about them. It's about their family and what and who they are providing for and the purpose of doing it. 
And I think that gets lost in the grand scheme of things, if we're really being honest about it. So very touching conversation. Just hopefully you guys give that a listen. Rate it, review it, download it, subscribe to the podcast, to walk away to Fight Club. It's very simple, guys. Man, I, I'm still thinking about that, and I did that, <laughs> did that interview two days ago. It just really tugged at me a ton, more than I even realized it would. But thank you to Bobby Green. Another podcast will be coming out tomorrow with the undisputed junior welterweight champion of the world, Josh Taylor, as he headlines another show that's going to be on ESPN Plus coming up Saturday afternoon at the Ovo Hydro in Glasgow, Scotland. Against Jack, mandatory challenger Jack Catterall. A lot to get into with Josh Taylor. Things got a little chippy with me and Josh near the end. And wasn't happy with my line of questioning. But as a journalist, you do have to do your job. But don't forget, walk away to Fight Club. It's simple. Download, rate, review, and subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart. Um, odyssey amazon music podcast anywhere that there is a podcasting platform we are there just type in walkway to fight club podcast is you can also find it we have a podcast page on facebook just type in walkway to fight club twitter at walkway fight instagram walkway to fight club enough of me oh you want to find me on twitter oh i'm at s mulehausen jr on twitter and instagram that's s m u e h l h A-U-S-C-N-J-R. Thank you so much. This is Stephen Mielhausen, and I will talk to you guys later.